This time I really did forget my gloves at the hospital. Technically, I had another pair that I could wear, but retrieving my favorite ones gave me a great excuse to see Damien again. I didn't think I could wait until Monday anyway. His face filled my dreams, and I woke up once in the middle of the night kissing my pillow. Okay, twice. I half ran inside and took the elevator to the third floor, a giant smile plastered across my face. Would he be happy to see me? Would he kiss me again? Probably not in front of everyone. Maybe he'd walk me back to my car and kiss me there. It didn't matter. I just wanted to see him again. I hoped he wouldn't be too weirded out, it not being a treatment day and all. The elevator ride to the third floor took forever. When the metal doors finally opened, I got out and walked to the nurse's station. No one was there. I checked the chemo room, hoping to find Leslie. It was empty, too. I walked the length of the hall and found no one. All of the doors to the rooms were closed. They were usually open with the sounds of televisions and family members wafting into the hallway. I opened the door to the commons. Two young boys were playing Mario Kart on the Wii, and a little girl, receiving her chemo treatment, was sitting on the sofa reading a book. She wore a pink infant headband on her bald head. She looked up. Hi. Where is everyone? I asked. She shrugged. Leslie just told me to stay in here. She said she'd be back in a little while. Oh, when was that? I don't know. Ten minutes ago? Dr. Lowell is in his office yelling at his son, though, so all the nurses are probably listening in. You know how they are. My heart sank. Thanks, I murmured. I twirled around and rushed down the corridor to Dr. Lowell's office. As I rounded the corner, I saw Leslie, Tammy, and two other nurses attempting to look busy in the same spot. Leslie noticed me first and shook her head. I glanced away and stared at the cracked open office door. What the hell do you care? You're never around anyway. Damien's voice boomed down the hall. I'm doing the best I can. You're not making this any easier. At least I'm trying, Dr. Lowell yelled back, though not as loudly. You call working 16 hours a day trying? Bullshit, Dad. I asked you to be here with me. No, you want me here to fucking babysit me. What else am I supposed to do, Damien? You got yourself kicked out of school. I bailed you out of jail twice. You show up here drunk, and now you're skipping your therapy sessions. I can't trust you. I'm such a goddamn disappointment to you, aren't I? If only Liam were here instead. Thick silence filtered down the corridor. I didn't say that. Dr. Lowell's voice was quiet. Damien jerked the door open. All of the nurses twirled their heads in different directions. My eyes stayed transfixed on Damien. No, Dad, you don't have to say it. You make it perfectly clear. Damien spun on his heel and slammed the office door closed. He started walking down the hall. No way he wouldn't see me. He paused slightly, his eyes set on mine. His expression was hard and unreadable. I opened my mouth to speak, but he pushed forward, swept past me, and swore under his breath. Leslie came up behind me as I watched him disappear down the hall. What happened? I asked, still staring at Damien's wake. Leslie shook her head. It's not the first time. Before you, Damien showed up drunk every other day or so. That's what this was about? I faced her. She sighed. It was about a lot of things. Thanks, Leslie.
I said, and started jogging after him. I'm not sure why. It wasn't as if I could do anything about the situation. The look in his eye as he'd passed me in the hallway scared me. The voice that had spoken so softly to me turned cruel and edgy as he yelled at his father. I'd never dream of speaking to my parents that way. I checked the cafeteria first. He wasn't there. I wandered around the first floor, poking my head into each of the waiting rooms. It was a large hospital, crowded with visitors and full of patients. Damien reeked of alcohol and probably wanted some place where he could be alone. I knew the third floor well, but the rest of the place was like a rat maze. After an hour of searching, I gave up. He obviously didn't want to be found. I slipped on my hat and walked out into the cold November afternoon. It had begun to flurry, and the wind stung my cheeks. I shoved my bare hands into my coat pockets and stared down at my feet as I walked to my car. It was a long trek to the back of the parking lot, the only place I could find a spot. My mind wandered, thinking about the Damien I saw today, drunk and screaming. I touched my lips and remembered the warmth of his kiss.